0: Day 5 together our last day of our eighth week of looking through first and second Samuel. We've walked through some difficult days with David this week. Next week we're going to talk about David as a man of worship and our hearts will be lifted towards the end of this book, but this is the dark part of this book. These are the difficult days of David's life and we've seen him trust God even through those days. Today, we're going to see in the life of David, David who's a man of faith, a man of submission, a man of humility, a man of worship, we're going to see reflected in his life his compassion, David showed compassion not only when all was going good for him, but even in the worst of life. When he was in exile because of Saul and now returning to Jerusalem after the rebellion and the death of his son, he's still showing compassion. I don't know about you, that's when I least want to show compassion. I can show compassion if I feel like everybody's been compassionate with me or all, everything's going well with me, but when it's all fallen apart for me and there's something in us that wants other people to feel bad too, that wants other people to feel like they're going through tough times in life too. There's something in us that wants to take it out on others when our life isn't going well. And David refused that. He's a man after God's own heart. He showed compassion even in the worst. In 2 Samuel 19, David, going back to Jerusalem, on his way, he has three meetings with Shammai, with Mephibosheth, and then with Barzillai. And these three meetings, all of them, he shows compassion. Let me show you what happened in these meetings. First, with a man by the name of Shemai. In verse 18, they crossed at the ford to take the king's household over and do whatever he wished. When Shammai, son of Gerah, crossed the Jordan, he fell prostrate before the king. And he said to him, may my lord not hold me guilty. Do not remember how your servant did wrong on the day my lord the king left Jerusalem. May the king put it out of his mind. For I, your servant, know that I have sinned. But today I have come here as the first of the whole house of Joseph to come down and meet my lord, the king. Then Abishai, son of Zeruiah, said, Shouldn't Shimei be put to death? He cursed the Lord's anointed. David replied, What do you and I have in common, you sons of Zeruiah? This day you have become my adversaries. Should anyone be put to death in Israel today? Do I not know that today I am king over Israel? So the king said to Shimei you shall not die. And the king promised him with an oath. Now, you might remember a couple chapters back, this is the person who cursed David on his way out of Jerusalem. And he comes and he says, forgive me. And David's given the advice again, don't forgive him, have him put to death. And David chooses to show compassion. He shows grace. He chooses not to put him to death. Now, if I were less of a man, I would say Shimei, Shimeid, his way out of trouble, but I won't say that. What I will say is David showed grace that day. David showed grace. He showed forgiveness, the grace of forgiveness. And then there's Mephibosheth. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Mephibosheth, this is where he has the meeting with David, and David decides to give him his land back, decides to give him his life back. And you might remember, this is where in verse 30, Mephibosheth says to the king, Let Ziba take everything, now that my lord, has the king has arrived safely home. This moment of grace between David and Mephibosheth. And then there's 'er Beerselai. Beerselai is a longtime friend of David who has served him very faithfully. And they have this encounter as David's heading back in Jerusalem that begins in verse 31. 'er Beerselai, the Gileadite, also came down from Rojolam to cross the Jordan with the king and send him on his way from there. Now, 'er Beerselai was a very old man. Eighty years of age, he had provided for the king "'during his stay in Maenaim, and "'for he was a very wealthy man. "'And the king said to Beersalai, "'Cross over with me and stay with me in Jerusalem, "'and I will provide for you. "'But Bezali answered the king, "'How many more years will I live "'that I should go up to Jerusalem with the king? "'I am now 80 years old. "'Can I tell the difference between what is good "'and what is not? "'Can your servant taste what he eats and drinks? "'Can I still hear the voices of men and women singers?' Why should your servant be an added burden to my lord, the king? Your servant will cross over the Jordan with the king for a short distance. But why should the king reward me in this way? Let your servant return that I may die in my own town near the tomb of my father and mother. But here's your servant, Kimham. Let him cross over with my lord, the king. Do for him whatever pleases you. The king said, Kimham shall cross over with me and I will do for him whatever pleases you. And anything you desire from me, I will do for you. So all the people crossed the Jordan and the king crossed over and the king kissed Beerselah and gave him his blessing and Bezali returned to his home. So you have this wonderful moment where this old friend, this, this benefactor, David blesses him, he takes in his servant and he allows his friend to return to his home. These three stories of David giving a blessing, of David showing grace. For Shimei. He didn't give him a punishment that he deserved. It's one of the ways that we show grace, not to give a punishment that someone deserves. For Mephibosheth, he gave a blessing that was not deserved, that he did not deserve. Mephibosheth didn't deserve the blessing of being a part of David's household again, of having all that land, but he gave him that blessing that he didn't deserve. That's another way that we show grace. And for Beersalai, he gave another, a gift that pleased his friend, Beersalai, another way we show grace. Because I love you, I'm going to do this for your child. I'm going to do this for your friend. I'm going to do this for your business because I love you. When the disappointments of life come, our temptation is to strike out in anger. Hurt people hurt people. And that's where we go if we're just left to our human devices. We end up hurting even those who are closest to us out of the pain that's happened in our lives. But there's another choice that we can make. It's the choice that David made. Hurt people can look to God for healing. And when you look to God for healing, he will give you healing. And as he gives you healing, you can then pass that healing on to others. The question in this chapter for me is, am I bringing hurt or am I bringing healing? Are you bringing hurt or are you bringing healing? In fact, to get personal about this, Based on the grace that David showed, some questions for my life, for your life today. What am I going to do about this today? Who do you need to stop punishing, even though they may deserve it? God's telling you to show grace. Or who do you need to give a blessing to, even though they haven't earned it, like David did with Mephibosheth? How do you need to show grace? Or who do you need to give a gift to today? to please and honor someone else that you love, you're going to give a gift to this person. How can you show grace? Let's pray for a moment and ask the God of all grace to show us how to show grace today. Our Father, because you've shown grace to us, we are people of grace. We are people who give the blessing of your grace to others. So show us how and wisdom to do that today. To stop a punishment that might even be deserved and to give instead of forgiveness and a love, to show grace, to give a blessing to someone who hasn't earned it, just because you've told us to, Lord, to give a gift to someone we don't even know, but because we love somebody else, we're going to give a gift to that person, or some other message of grace that you want to send into our minds right now, Lord. Our minds are, our hearts are open. You're the God of grace. Would you show us how to show grace today? pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Make sure to join us next week. We're going to end our study of First and Second Samuel together next week, and our focus is going to be on worship, on David, the man of worship.